Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Seaton, there are things in life that are okay to cheap out on. You know, if you go to the car wash, just get the express wash. Just, yeah. just a rinser. Right. And you could tidy it up at home. But speaking of cars, the one thing you should never cheap out on is your battery. I'm no tech, but I could tell you that you don't want to be with a bad battery, especially with winter around the corner, mm. and no one wants to end up with a lifelong. My buddy Mark has a, a car. He was over at my place the other day. Notoriously cheap Mark is Mark, his nickname. Mark's car battery, I'm not kidding, the other day in Vermont, died in my front yard, and I had to jump his car to get him home. Come on, Mark. Get it together. Get it together, Mark. Go to Interstate Battery. That's why you need Interstate Batteries. I'm talking to you, Mark. America's number one replacement battery brand. And the battery auto techs prefer three times more than the other brands. Keep your car prepared for anything, especially with winter. Get a quick battery test today to find out if your battery is going to go bad. And make sure you let your family know to check their batteries, too. Come on, family. Find your closest Interstate Batteries dealer at interstatebatteries.com. You can also check them out at Facebook. Interstate Batteries. They're made for you. They're made for Mark. They're outrageously dependable. Check out your batteries at interstatebatteries.com. That's interstatebatteries.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Hour two on this Thursday, Dan and the Dan and Dan Patrick Show. We were just talking during the commercial break how quiet the Cleveland Browns opening has been. Remember last year, all the speculation and how coveted that job was and they got all that talent, how hot the Browns were, people picking them to go to the Super Bowl or at least AFC title game. This year, hmm, kind of quiet. I'm not sure who they're waiting for, because Josh McDaniels is not in the playoffs. Kevin Stefanski is with the Vikings, and maybe that's what the holdup is. And what I'm told is front office right now split on Josh McDaniels and uh, Kevin Stefanski, who's the offensive coordinator with the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, McLevin? Yeah, McDaniels is reportedly going to be in the building tomorrow yeah, there. Yeah, yeah but that I do, is it a coveted job this year? Because... Didn't we ask this a couple of weeks ago? What was more coveted if you had an opportunity to coach Carolina? When Ron Rivera stepped down, and I think we knew Freddie Kitchens was going to be fired, or at least had an idea, and I said, which job would you take? And I said, I'd take Carolina. I like that ownership right now. Now, I don't know if he's going to be hands-on. He's going to get too involved. You know, like the Brown situation, part of the reason why I don't want the job is because of ownership. That all of a sudden, when they think they're the smartest people, when, you know, husband and wife think they're the smartest football people in the room, then you're in trouble. You made your money elsewhere. Let somebody else run your business who is paid to do this. And if, you know, Carolina's situation is Matt Rule, it's your team, go out and have some fun. Let's use analytics. And, oh, by the way, Matt Rule, he said all the right things at his press conference. But then I think he was, I don't know if we have this audio, but he was cornered in the hall and asked about Cam Newton again. And now I don't know if this is the answer for that, but uh, here is uh, Matt Rule talking about Cam Newton's future in Carolina. 
I had a chance to talk to Cam yesterday, and I have the utmost respect for, for him and what he's done. And I love the way he talked to me, to be quite honest. He didn't, want, he didn't want to talk about the past. He wanted to talk about the future. And so, But other than that, I, you know, I would rather, much rather talk to those guys and kind of get a feel for not just Cam but all the players in the roster and really have a good process moving forward. Okay, that's not the one. That's in front of the press conference uh, people, the reporters. And then uh, he got cornered a little later and – I think he was hemming and hawing on Kem Newton's future. Here, here's the number, and really it's about a number here. It's a $19 million cap hit. If they remove him, you save $19 million. That's not the reason you get rid of him. There's other reasons. He's 30. We don't know what kind of quarterback he's going to be because we know how he's played, which has gotten him to this point where he won a, uh, an MVP – but also, he's banged up, and I don't know what kind of like if he's a pocket passer. I don't. I don't want him. I I don't want Cam Newton as my pocket passer. But if he can still be Cam Newton and Superman for a couple of years, and it allows Matt Rule to have a transitional couple of years there before he gets his starting quarterback or the quarterback he wants, then you know I'd look at it. But I. I was told, you know, all season long, the quarterbacks who are there aren't going to be their starting quarterbacks next season. And that included Cam Newton. I don't know if that's changed or not with Matt Rule being in town, but I was told that during the season. Yes, Paul. Cam Newton's 30, but it feels like, you know, wear-wise, it feels way, way worse. It's like Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was 30 when he walked away. You know, Cam, of course, still wants to play. Somebody asked Andrew Luck's dad, who's the new commissioner of the XFL, Oliver Luck. Hey, uh, your son talked about, I'm paraphrasing, talked about maybe playing. And it, Oliver Luck said, no, I didn't get any uh, sense, that, any indication he wanted to play football. That Andrew Luck's not playing football. Maybe in the backyard with his kids, but he's not playing football. Rob Gronkowski, if it if it gets you if it puts you in the position where you walk away from the game, why would you come back to the game that put you in the position in the first place that you needed to walk away from the game? And Andrew Luck's wife just had a baby two months ago. He, he's not coming back. Can't see that at all. McLovin, you don't one agree? I no, I do. I okay. totally agree. But uh, one thing I was I was going to ask: Do you think they'll still have this Christian McCaffrey does every single play thing for the? I Panthers? wouldn't. They gotta they gotta conserve him a bit, right? Okay. If if I'm using a running back, and look, I'm gonna contradict myself. I'm I'm gonna use Christian McCaffrey as much as I can, like Saquon Barkley. If I'm taking a running back that high, Ezekiel Elliott, that first contract, that's the best deal I'm going to get on you. And then I'm gonna decide if you're gonna be a Le'Veon Bell type where maybe you're not as good as you think you are anymore, or maybe they're wear and tear on you. Uh, Todd Gurley, that situation. I'm using Christian McCaffrey as much as I can for as long as I can. But if I'm Carolina, I try, you know, I, I don't want to use him that much. Because I got a new coach in there. That's your star. But I do want to get the most out of him because he's my one weapon that I have. You know, Greg Olson's probably not going to be back there next year. Who's going to be your quarterback? You know, is Will Greer going to be your quarterback? Would you keep Cam? Would you franchise? I, like, I don't know what they're going to do. Also, the other quarterbacking situation, we've talked about this with Tom Brady, and is he going to relocate? We, we parsed all of his words yesterday, and it's like, 
it, you know, what is he saying? And I think that he's basically negotiating in the public, in the public eye. You want me back? I want to come back. You don't want me to come back? Then that's on Belichick and Kraft and you fans. I want you to know I appreciate this and I'll go someplace else. I have still something left to prove. Okay, I get that. Uh, will it be the Chargers? I was told yesterday by a source, Tennessee made more sense than the Chargers because it feels like that situation's more stable than the Chargers, even though the Chargers have a lot of weapons. Chargers need Brady more than Brady probably needs the Chargers, is how it was phrased to me. You go into a new, new stadium, you want to get people buying seats, you actually want to have a home field advantage. You know, Does Tom Brady give you that? Uh, Brady instead of Ryan Tannehill? How dangerous would t- if Brady is the quarterback for Tennessee? Uh, it's, <laughs> that was Tennessee. I was speaking for them. Yeah, all oh, the the entire state. If he was the quarterback for Tennessee, as opposed to Ryan Tannehill, would we look at the Titans differently? How much? I I, I don't know if we would, because you Ryan Tannehill's done well. He's got a high quarterback rating. He threw for 73 yards the oh, other day. McLovin, that's just, he's taking what the team gives him. You know, he's not selfish. They've been nine and seven. <laughs> not last, about numbers. Last 11 years, they've been I, nine and seven. They're breaking out of that with Brady. They're getting to the 10th win. Yes, Paul. How about this unfounded scenario? Ooh. Can you imagine a situation where Tom Brady really wants to be a Patriot? Robert Kraft wants to bring him back to the Patriots. Bill Belichick, who is supposedly in charge of the talent on the team, the roster, says, I, I think it's time to move on for a new quarterback. And that becomes a showdown. And Belichick removes himself from the situation. I, I brought it up as a, a scenario on Monday, I think, of are we so sure that it would be Brady who would leave? And Belichick's son is on the run. You know, he's a coach. You, you know, um, he's got it. You know, they, it's an older team, but he's got a, a good defense there. Still got some skilled position players, and you might plug and play Andrew J. Dalton Jr. the third as your quarterback there, and maybe New England is able to kind of pick up where they left off. <laughs> That's not striking fear into the rest of the AFC with Andy Dalton there? Yes, McLovin? I'm just terrified that Andy Dalton will get there and not be able to win, and that would look bad for Andy. <laughs> This would be the year that they lose the AFC East when Andrew J. Dalton comes in? Yes, Miklo. I heard a scenario. Oh, it, actually, New York talk radio is going nuts on this scenario. No, Brady. Not Brady to the Giants. Also, Belichick, that he put in huh. Joe Judge as a placeholder so he can run the Giants in the future. <laughs> oh, I like that. Let's go with that. That he secretly wants to return to New Jersey. And who wouldn't want to return to New Jersey? Sure. Seton O'Connor. You don't. Uh, no, uh, you know, I thought I thought that he meant like that he's secretly running the Giants while also coaching New England. That's how good he is, <laughs> like a mob boss from prison. <laughs> right, right, exactly. He's gotti. Yeah, yes, Well, he does yes. one more year, then he takes over. When Gettleman leaves, he runs the team, and Joe Judge is his coach. Okay. That's different. If yeah, you're yeah, saying like he's going to be management, okay. president, president GM. Okay, all right. Or Joe Judge just sort of is a puppet. That's I like uh, what you guys are saying. Once again, this is baseless rumor Thursday. Baseless here on the rumor t- Thursday. <laughs> Not anymore. My sources just told me that that's a thing. 
if my source is <laughs> Andrew. I have, a, I have a source who says My that source was uh, like Vinny from Staten Island, by the way. Yeah. Who threw out called this in. Yeah. Yeah. First time, long time. It was with Steve Summers. <laughs> Overnight, under the covers, schmoozing. S-P-O-R-T-M. Winnipeg Gents calls Wednesday night at 3 in the morning. What's wrong with my life? Wait. Why do you sound like Linda Cohn and Steve Summers? Because I, th- I think they... <laughs> and they, they, Susan Waldman. All at the same time. Yeah, you do. There is a little bit of a Linda Cohn... They, they kind of sound similar, Steve what? Summers. What? I'm going to talk about the Rangers. I love my hockey. Want already. That's Linda Cohn. It's Linda Cohn. Yeah, it's Linda Cohn. I love Linda. By the way, uh, as Todd has pointed out to me uh, a couple of times, Andy Dalton would go from being the Red Rifle, if he goes to New England, to being the Red Musket. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah. That's serviceable. That's not bad. That is not serviceable. You can't lead with that's that. That's not in the, in the same model. neighborhood. No, 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 I'm not leading. I'm 11 minute, 12 minutes I'm in. I'm saying so it's, it's serviceable a, because it's not like the first thing you said today. But see, it's the red, it's RR, red rifle. And it's the red rifle BB gun. I understand that. Christmas story. Uh, but a rifle becomes like, a musket because they shoot the muskets. But it's the not a red, score. like, there's no red musket. I know, there, I'm, playing, red I'm playing off the type of gun part. All right. Uh, a couple of phone calls. Matt in Tennessee. Hey, Matt. Welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Hey, um, I heard you guys talking about uh, Tom Brady to the Titans, and I really don't like it as a fan. Um, I don't want a cheap win. I don't want to, I don't want a rental as a Tom Brady as a quarterback. I don't know how Rich feels with Tom or Peyton Manning coming. Wait, to, wait, but Matt, you brought well, in Ryan Tannehill. Did I bring? Yeah, yeah. I want to keep him. I want to keep him. That's your quarterback? I, I, yes, yes. Okay. We're building. Okay. Because, like, with the number 19 pick in the last draft, we took Jeffrey Simmons, and he's paying off a little bit in the end. You know, we're building it something. But if I said you, you could know, win I, a title, Matt, with Tom Brady. I, okay. If we had already won a title before, yeah. I, I think I would be okay with that. But you haven't, Matt. Yeah, I know, and that's what I'm saying. We haven't, and I want to earn one. Like like Fritzy, they brought in Peyton Manning at Broncos. They got one. Yeah, but, but Fritzy's not upset like, about that, man. He's fine. Not at all. That. The defense won the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. They just added to their. They just added to their collection, and that's fine. I want to say with our first one that we really earned it. We earned it. Okay. All right. Well, good luck with that, Matt. That that we stuff there. Yeah, I'm. If I, I don't care who I bring in. Can I win? I, I'm not like, hey, is he homegrown? We want to earn this. Yeah, Paul. Mitchell Trubisky could be my cousin, and if you told me you're bringing in Brady, like, <laughs> sign him up. Adam in Denver joining us. Hi, Adam. What do you have for me today? Hey, um, I have a bit of a bone to pick with McLovin here that I want to do through a stat of the day. Uh, yesterday, you teased the Mavs and Nuggets, which was a great game. But McLovin said, if you want to see someone produce great regular season numbers and disappear in the playoffs, the Joker is your perennial MVP. Now, through 13 games, the Joker in the playoffs, the Joker's averaged 25, 13, and 9. The only other three players to average 20, 10, and 8 in 13 games in the playoffs, Oscar Robertson, Wilt Chamberlain, and LeBron James. Okay, hold on. Oh, oh, it's a stat. No, I I, I can't. I got to give McLovin a chance to respond. That's funny. Thirteen games. That doesn't sound like a lot of games to me. That's uh, that's for, a couple of series. Yeah, for a team that's winning fifty something games, that's it. It almost seems like the Nuggets are bowing out to inferior teams in the playoffs, which you know, great players don't usually do. Adam, your chance to respond. He's 
24 years old. That is true. <laughs> Jokic is 24. He looks like he's 36. He dude. does. And you know what? He's going to play the same way when he's 36, the way he's playing 24. And what happened when Embiid and Joker played each other earlier this season? I'm, I'm curious. The box score is not in front of me. I feel like Embiid sort of kicked his butt and the Sixers won by 20, but I don't have it right in front of me. Adam, your turn. <laughs> and we'll see what happens in the playoffs. All righty. There you go. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. There's a little point-counterpoint Yeah, it was. There. I liked it. I like it. They're, those are hot takes. Yes, McLevin. <laughs> Did you know Joker's 24? Is that right? I don't know. I took his word these for it. These guys are so young. All these players. He turns 25, I think, in a month. He does look like he's 36. How are these guys so good at these ages? This is ridiculous. Well, because they've been in academies, though. They're, they're, you know, they're not in high school. All they do is they play basketball. Like Luca, too? Same, same thing? Doncic has been a pro for six years. By the way, he looked okay last night. I, I know the numbers look, you know, like near triple-double. He just didn't look great last night. Coming off an injury, though, right? They were saying his ankle or something. No, no, but then he had other games prior to this one coming off the ankle injury where he was great. I thought Denver did a pretty good job on him last night. Um, I This is really hard. You know, the NBA is hard to watch sometimes because it, if all else fails, shoot a three. Really, that's what it is. Last time, James Harden and Trey Young, they both had 40-point triple-doubles. And God, was it ugly. James Harden was 9 of 34. 9 of 34. Trey Young was 11 for 30. Those are the two lowest field goal percentages by any player who's ever had a 40-point triple-double in the last 40 years. Stat of the day, stat of the day, tap, tap, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Top. Harden attempted 20 three-pointers last night. Seventh time in his career, he's attempted at least 20 three-pointers. Yes, he How jealous are you of that? God, I am. Huh? Because if, if you can shoot and with no remorse... And you get to continue to shoot, and you don't get taken out. God, I would love shoot with no remorse. <laughs> the, so that James a, Harden story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Dan Patrick <laughs> biography. Shoot with no remorse. Shoot with no remorse. <laughs> Next. God, I would have loved that. He didn't care about opponents or defense or his teammates. <laughs> Next but, on TNT. Thirty for thirty. Shoot with no remorse. <laughs> James Harden is going to score. I predict at least 75 points in a game in his career. Maybe this season. Because at one point, he might actually make a majority of his three-pointers. He might. But if he puts up 25 in a quarter, his first quarter, then I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 75 in a game. Might not be pretty. And you know what? They do win. I just don't think it's sustainable in the postseason. They won eight of their last ten. They're interesting, they're dangerous, uh, and they're pathetic at times. I mean, imagine that, where you're talking about an elite player and a, a good team. It's bad basketball. It, it really is. It's tough to watch. Because you just you got the green light to shoot whenever you want to. And Trey Young was doing this in the second half of his college season last year, or two years ago, at Oklahoma. He got tired... And he was the offense in the first half of the season, got tired, 
uh, and he didn't look good in the second half of the season. And he's, a, he's one of my favorite players. I, I do love watching Trey Young. And I'm fascinated by James Harden. But it's almost like I'm fascinated with Jameis Winston, too. They're, you know, can be great and can be horrible all in the same game. In other words, a hot mess. All right, 19 after the hour, we'll uh, have Ryan Leaf come in. Ryan Leaf was actually an answer, or is it a question, on last night's Jeopardy. Do you think that Ryan Leaf will be, yeah, he'll, he'll be able to answer his own trivia question. We'll have that for you uh, coming up. And uh, phone calls as well. We'll talk to Ryan about what he thinks Brady was saying in that Instagram message. All of that uh, coming up. 20 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's, Let's get, get it. it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Okay, now. you're calling your shot again. A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars and LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. We'll get to Ryan Leaf in a moment. Let me get a couple of Tom Brady phone calls out of the way, and then we'll talk to Ryan about Tom Brady's future. Edward in California. Edward, welcome to the program. Hey, hey Dan. Good morning. Uh, huge fan of the show. Uh, just had a quick question. Uh, so if Tom Brady left the Patriots, wouldn't it make more sense if he went to a team such as the Colts, who were supposed to be Super Bowl contenders, if Andrew Luck had not left the team? Yes. Uh yeah, yeah. I'm. I, I said that yesterday. You got Frank Reich, a former NFL quarterback. You're going to play indoors half your game, so you're not worried about the weather. You got a young team. You got some uh, skill position players. You got a young defense. Yeah, the Colts would be probably my number one choice for Tom Brady if, if I was going to advise him and they were going to take him and get rid of Jacoby Brissett. I would say go there. Uh, the Chargers got a lot of weapons. I'm just not sure. It feels like they're cursed. And as far as the Titans, I, I have no idea if, if he would want to go there and, you know, reunite with Mike Vrabel. Max in California. Hey, Max. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Appreciate the show. Uh, first of all, I thought the uh, Andy Dalton joke was really funny, the red, the red musket. <laughs> uh, so I'm Tom Brady. I'm a New England fan out in California. Uh, get a lot of criticism for it. But anyways, there's no plan after Tom Brady right now. They've got nothing set up long-term. 
you know, obviously the two the two original plans with Brissett and Garoppolo are gone. Sit him anytime he stepped in the game, threw an interception, it seemed like. And Kessler, who's from my hometown, I, I personally can't see him and would not. Well, no, no, no. Cody Kessler is not the future there. And I don't know if there is a future, but thanks for the phone call, Max. The NFL is about winning now, today. You know, as far as, hey, down the road, the future. Look at the Bears. Their future is Mitchell Trubisky. He's got one more year to prove himself. So your future is usually one or two years in the NFL. They just, they move on quickly, which we somehow segue to Ryan Leaf, who joins us in the man cave. No offense there, right? No offense. By the way, last night, Jeopardy, the greatest of all time episode. This was a clue. In 1998, football fans debated who was the NCAA's best quarterback, Peyton Manning or this Washington State University Cougar. Their pro careers went opposite ways. Okay. Cool that you were a clue on Jeopardy. It's kind of a backhanded compliment. Um, I don't know if it was backhanded. It felt like it was pretty it, fresh, straightforward. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 I got a lot of messages. All of a sudden, my phone starts blowing up, and I'm like, "What's <laughs> What's going on here? You were what? just You were just a, a, an answer on Jeopardy." I was like, "Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of surreal." I've been a janitor on The Simpsons. And I've been now on Jeopardy, so I think I've gradually making it into the pop culture. Wait, I didn't know you were on The Simpsons. Yeah, I, I, uh, they did a commercial. It was, a, you know, of course, it was a straightforward slap in the face. I was doing a commercial in my jersey, uh, selling mops. Yes. So, did you voice? My it? life's gone full circle. No, I did not voice oh, okay. it. So, if they ask you to voice it, would you voice The Simpsons? Of course. Okay. Are you kidding me? But when did you embrace this? Right, that's the difference. Um, probably when I probably when I got out of prison. Right, just it doesn't cost you anything to be self-deprecating. It doesn't cost you anything to uh, to not take yourself so seriously. And that's what that was my problem for a long time. I just took myself so seriously because I thought I was the end-all, be-all, and what you were saying was stupid. And I'm smart. Well, I go back to that one clip where you're in the locker room with the oh, Chargers yeah. and the reporter's asking you a question and you just go off. Well, he wasn't asking me a question. He actually kind of baited me. and okay. The camera didn't get, get the whole thing. I kind of moved him into that chair politely with my body. And then the cameraman spun around from the other side of the uh, locker room because he was doing an interview and caught the, the infamous me yelling at the reporter. Yeah, that was it. I just thought I was more important than everybody else. If I would have told you, and I think it's five-year anniversary in December it that you got out December, of prison? It was in December, yeah. Okay. Because I remember, you know, at the time, how can we help you? Because I truly, and Paulie was really instrumental in wanting to stay in touch with you because for some reason we, we felt there was something, you were vulnerable. The question is, would you understand your vulnerability? Yeah. And then what would that lead to? If I would have told you that day you walked out of prison, in five years you're going to work at ESPN as an analyst, what would you say? I've, I've said that uh, over and over. I was like, I, I think you were crazy, right? I work for the Disney Corporation. Um, and when I walked out, when you and I, first time you guys, you guys saw me again was in San Francisco at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. In that moment, if you're like, look where we are right now and, and where we are at this moment. And, you know, I got up this morning and I went and did. Uh, I hit on Sports Center, and then I drove down the road here to see all my friends, um, who've been a, really instrumental in rebuilding my life because of your support. And it's, I mean, I just live in a ton of gratitude. And if I can express that at all times by not taking myself very seriously either, I think that's important. Yeah, learning to laugh at yourself, and and it's and it's hard. 
because people did poke fun at you. And they continue to do so, and that's fine because it's not important. It's well, you're always the poster child for you and Jamarcus Russell. Right. For for quarter there have been a lot of quarterbacks who have been bust. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Jam- well, I think Jamarcus Russell because uh, Mike Mayock or somebody said it's the greatest pro day sure thing that he'd ever seen. And, and the Jam- money. There's so much guaranteed money. Yeah. I was drafted alongside arguably the greatest to ever play. And we were neck and neck. So everybody's like, well, look how look at the expectations on the young man. And for me to fail so terribly, I think, plays a ton into that. Um, so I understand it. Um, I'm not going to be defined by it, maybe from my NFL career. But what I get to do with my, my life moving forward isn't going to be defined by some moment um, for three years in the NFL. Because guess what? That's fleeting. And the average length of a career is like 2.8 years in the NFL. So there's a lot of us out there. Did you ever have a good Jerry Jones story when you're your years in Dallas? Yeah, they were. Or you were a year in Dallas. Yeah, a year and a half in okay. Dallas, and uh, to work for him is special. He's as loyal as they come. If you wear that star on your helmet, so he was one of the best owners to uh, uh, to work for. He loaned us his plane one time. Me and Clint Sterner and, and Wade Wilson, our <laughs> uh, our quarterback coach, to go up to Montana uh, to a cabin up there to spend time with our family. He, yeah, he. Wait, I, wait, wait. How's that work? I don't. I went and asked him. I got. We got to go up there. Uh, you didn't say, "Can I use your plane?" No, I asked if we could use. We were going to rent one to go up there, and I was like, "Maybe I'll just hit the the old man up for this." <laughs> hey, he let he let McCarthy spend the night at his house. So I'm like, you know, let's. let's Did you ever go to his house? Yep. When I first signed there, it's a beautiful place in Turtle Creek, yeah. or at least it was. I don't know if he's. I think it's still there. Yeah, it was gorgeous. This this. Like a round rotunda of a library, all wooden. Like, are there portraits of? Are there a lot of pictures, paintings of Jerry Jones in there? Um, I I think Merlin Olson. Um, wait, there's a Merlin Olson. That's a Ron, Bur- that's a Ron Burgundy oh, okay. slide there. All so. right, you got me. All right, <laughs> man. No, it's just, it's a beautiful house. He's a great person to work for. Um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen there. They they. It's interesting to me. Okay, what it, I, I want to know what their identity is because Mike McCarthy comes in. He's a guy who likes to throw the ball. Yes. Are they going to be a pass first or a run first? If you were advising Mike McCarthy, this is the style of offense I'd run in Dallas, what would you say? Well, I think if Mike McCarthy looked at his, his greatest years in Green Bay is when they were really balanced with Aaron Rodgers and they were able to run the football. And I think particularly the year they won the Super Bowl, they did both of those really well. So... I think he's really, you know, salivating at the idea of Ezekiel Elliott running the football. Is and this having fifty-fifty this. running passing, or is it sixty-forty passing? Yeah, running? probably more like in the 60-40-55-45 realm. I think it's going to be rather even, and it needs to be because you got the best guy in the NFL at doing it. You feed that horse, you know, let him do what he needs to do, and let Dak be good at the play action and getting the ball down the field. Yeah. That's what I always and you need sustainable drives. You keep the 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 year that they what were thirteen and three. They kept the defense off the field. Yeah. So when the defense came on the field, you got the impression the defense was actually better than what it really was. I was interested to see what uh, what Jerry Jones was going to do with McCarthy in terms of the staff because he's always been a guy that's hired a head coach and then really put a staff together himself rather than having the head coach put that staff together. Do you want your head coach calling plays? I, I'm, I'm, if you know, my head coach in college called plays. Um, I just, I, 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 I look at Sean McVay, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan. I don't know if they're great 
clock management guy because they're so invested in what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. And and I if I have an offensive coordinator, a coordinator, I want him to do his job. I can be an advisor. I just don't want to have my head coach calling plays. Well, they, it looks like they're going to hold on to Kellen Moore, which I, I, he had a job offer up at the University of Washington, where Chris Peterson, his old college coach is a mentor and, and just left the job there. So I, I really thought that the answer to what his ambitions would be is if he were willing to stay there, knowing he probably wasn't going to get to call plays. Kellen Moore may have a lot more influence in this process, and he's really good at time management. Maybe he is more game management side of things and is able to talk to Coach McCarthy when this is, when this is playing out. What do you make of Tom Brady's Instagram? Well, what, is he t- what is he saying? Well, I think he's... What I really love about Tom Brady is he's the best that's ever played the game, and yet he still has enough self-awareness and perspective to put out a message like that, where he says, we've worked our tails off, you, f- you find who you are in but, failure. But who's the message meant for? I think it's really meant for the people in that building. But don't they know? that? I thought it was strategic that he's saying to the fan base, thank you for 20 years, I want to come back. But it's not up to me, basically. And this is a message to Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. I think it's a known. I think if you heard Robert Kraft talk, he said he wants him back. Uh, Brady clearly wants to be back. I can't... I don't think Belichick wants him back. Well, that that story played out through the Garoppolo situation years yeah. ago. Belichick's a pragmatic enough person where he would go, hey, I know where we're at right now. The question is, would you have given up, let's say, the two Super Bowls? What was it? Atlanta and the L.A. Super Bowl? No. If you were to have Garoppolo now through the process. I would still make that decision. Yeah. I would still have made that decision because I don't think Garoppolo wins those Super Bowls. Maybe he gets one. Maybe. I've, I've yet to see him in a big situation. Now the question is what they do in the draft. Would you take Andy Dalton in New England if you're Bill Belichick? Would you take Andy Dalton now over Tom Brady now? I wouldn't take anybody over Tom Brady. No one. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't think they put the pieces around him this year. You watched a couple of those throws in that game against the Titans. He still can get it done. They just didn't have the pieces in place. He's not the same, of course, but I'm not, if you put me up against any quarterback in a situation, I'm going to take Tom Brady until he says I'm hanging him up just because of what he's been well, able to I would do. never bet against the Patriots. Right. Okay. But I, I thought Brady was a detriment to the team this year. I looked back and looked at some throws late in that game and see if he was late. And I, I tell you what, Tennessee played some really good defense. They did. And he could have been maybe a split second faster on some of his throws, getting the ball out of his hand. But, I mean, think about this. If Edelman doesn't drop that ball, I know. you know, it's a, we're talking about something different now. The game is this close. Yeah. They're about these types of things in those football games. And if he feels like he can come back and do it, I'd love to see him as a Patriot. I can't. I can't imagine him in another uniform. I, I just, I can't. And it may very well likely happen, though. But if I said he could go to the Colts, he could go to Tennessee, he could go to the Chargers, if you could place him somewhere other than New England, save your answer. We'll come back with Ryan Leaf right after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Everybody's got a to-do list. I get one from my wife, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? Do you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up? This is the way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's geico.com. 
Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Ryan Leaf, now working for the Mothership as an analyst there, and the number two overall pick in the 1998 draft. All right, so before the commercial break, I ask you the question, if you could place Tom Brady, and I gave you Tennessee, Chargers, Colts, in order, which ones would you, where would you start? Uh, Probably Frank Reich, probably Frank Reich's situation. Um, I will say this. There's something to be said for the fact that Tom Brady's been in the same offense for I don't know how long. He went from McDaniels to O'Brien, back to McDaniels. It's, he knows it like the back of his hand. He'd have to go learn a new offense. And I can't tell you, I don't care how smart you are, how great you are at it. If, sometimes it's about where you're at. Peyton Manning may be the only one that I can associate where he went to a different ball club and excelled. But he brought his offense with him. Pretty much. And Adam Gase kind of you know fiddled with it with him, and they made it into what... It was, but also the the Super Bowl that year, he was almost a detriment. The defense won that game. Oh yeah, for them. So it, it will be interesting. I just so I, you would do Colts for Brady. Colts, Chargers, Tennessee, because I I think Tennessee likes what they found in Ryan Tannehill in a small sample size. I wouldn't be surprised if they signed him to an extension. I mean, they've kind of been in that gray area quarterback, like good enough but yeah. not great enough. What they do this weekend, you know, up against Baltimore will be really, really interesting. But do you see more quarterbacks coming out? And I know we're looking at these quarterbacks now. You can't really replicate Lamar Jackson. No. But this is a copycat league. You can't replicate Patrick Mahomes. You have a better chance replicating Patrick Mahomes than you do Lamar Jackson. So what is the future at that position or offenses in the NFL when it comes to quarterbacks? Well, I think it's that that model. It's a, it's going to be dual threat. Even Ryan Tannehill. Look at the four AFC quarterbacks, right? Patrick Mahomes can move and throw on the run. Ryan Tannehill. You got uh, um, you know Lamar Jackson. And, and so that's Deshaun Watson. So that's the look in the AFC. Now, the NFC is still a little more drop back. Uh, you know, well, Rodgers... Still athletic. Russell Wilson. Very athletic. Very athletic. Yeah. So I believe it's going in that direction. Is Garoppolo athletic? Well, I mean, one of the only times you've seen him run is when he tore his ACL stepping out of bounds, right? So, But if you look at Trevor Lawrence, he's athletic. Yeah. Justin Herbert, athletic. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields, I don't know if he's considered athletic. He's really, I think he's really, really athletic. Joe Burrow, really athletic. Yeah. So... This is where we're moving to, and the collegiate scheme of what they're doing in offense, it's, it's moving to the pro game, right? More RPOs, more run, um, zone read, letting the quarterback do some more things. So um, I suspect that's the, 
where we're going to go at the quarterback position, and we have a few holdouts still hanging there, like you talked about. Aaron Rodgers is is athletic, yeah. but you know if he could stay in the pocket and just zip it around, that's that that's his bread and butter. But if I said Trevor Lawrence is available this year and Joe Burrow, well, I'm a Trevor Lawrence fan. I I drank the Kool Aid of uh, of Clemson long ago. So if he could if he would could be drafted this year, I believe he'd be the first guy picked. Just because of his size, his strength, he has all the athletic ability. And but is he capable? And I know Burrow is a couple of years older than him. But is he capable of doing what Burrow did this year? I mean, he had arguably the greatest season a quarterback has ever had. Yes, he has. Efficiency wise, he had. I, I just don't. I didn't see progression with Trevor Lawrence this year. I saw progression. I saw early on he was the face of college football, the Heisman Trophy. Uh, um, Front runner, front runner, and and simply pressed too hard. And he had a great room of of wide receivers, and he threw the ball up a little bit more than he probably should have. Okay. Luckily for them, Travis Atn's on that team, and he took care of everybody for the first five games. But since that North Carolina game, the Louisville game as well, Trevor Lawrence has twenty two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Right? He are he, you picking Clemson? I am picking Clemson. Outright, outright. Really? Yeah, they went they went against the spread. I mean, if oh, you okay. if you're out there, people, and you like to. You know, venture for out entertainment the game. Pur- for entertainment purposes. purposes yeah. You know, run, run with Clemson plus the what is it? Six and, it's and a half, five seven and a half. Yeah, five and a half. Yeah, run. is that what it is, Paulie? Five and a half. Yeah, all right. Yeah, run away with that. Really? Yeah. Clemson wins outright. Clemson wins forty-eight thirty-eight. Paulie, call my guy on it, or is it your guy? My guy. My guy's no longer living. I got a guy. I met him in prison. I'll I'll give him a call for you. <laughs> Did you ever place a bet? Um. I bet on the Falcons, Green Bay, back in the day when I was out of the league a few years and in Vegas. And then I bet on New England over Pittsburgh. Um, so you went into a sports book and bet? Yeah, in Vegas. So you weren't like that guy from uh, the Cardinals who no. went in while he's still with the Cardinals and placed a bet. Like, Why didn't he just go in in his uniform? I don't know. I have no idea. But I wasn't playing at the time. Yeah. Um, but do you guys, how aware, well, this has been a while though, since you played, but how aware of you guys, or were you guys of the point spreads, you know, when the game, I wasn't, we weren't aware of it. I wasn't personally aware of it. Yeah. I didn't even, I, I heard that we were either favored or not. That made us either think in our minds we were underdogs or not. Oh, okay. But um, you didn't know like, Hey, we're, we're uh, six point underdogs and we can cover. No. Okay. No, never even crossed. I'm trying my mind. to get you to in more trouble. You haven't been in trouble in a long time, Ryan. <laughs> I'm trying to get you in We're trouble. We're trying to be better people today. <laughs> but, all right. <laughs> all right. So Clemson is going to win outright. Would you take a chance on Tua Tonga Bailo? Um, if you're Miami, that's hard for me because he, he he's done everything in college to make you believe he's going to be a great quarterback. I just for whatever reason don't know if his game translates to the next level. And and there's nothing against the kid. I think he's amazing. He throws the ball more accurately down the field than I think I've ever seen a quarterback in college. To your point a little bit earlier, the game's changing. It's more about getting outside the pocket, doing things differently. And every time he did do that, he got pulled down. He got chased down. He got injured. And that, for me, is a red flag. It just is. But I believe that there's going to be a team, if they feel like he gets a clean bill of health, they're going to reach for him. And Miami is a very good place because they got all the first-round draft picks. Also, I wouldn't I wouldn't step away from the Los Angeles Chargers doing something with him and letting him sit behind Rivers for a year. But it's going to be a redshirt year. He's not going to play in the NFL next year. 
Yeah, and I think that that would be great. You keep Fitzpatrick in Miami. If I'm the Dolphins and you're sold and you get a clean bill of health, a scout told me, though, he will be the most scrutinized player at the Combine. He won't work, do any drills. He won't do anything. But they put you on the board. Explain that when you, you go to the Combine. I don't know if you did it, but they put you on the whiteboard. Right. And then they say, all right, here's the play, or, or how does it work with quarterbacks? Well, he's going to excel at that, right? So he's going to be at the Combine. He's going to do the interviews, and he's going to excel at that. He's going to uh, do the uh, schematic stuff up on the whiteboard with the coordinators and things like that, and he's going to excel at that. He's going to excel at the things, and there's enough tape out there on him that scouts are going to be able to look at. My but only, it's the medical is what they're going to be. The medical is going to be the last thing, but also I feel like if you, if you feel like it's going to change at the next level, like guys get faster, bigger, stronger, right? The ability to chip, that was the biggest change for me. Like, I could run away from the 300-pound defensive lineman in college. And then all of a sudden, the first time, I decided to loop out of the pocket, and I figure I'm going to get on the outside just fine. <laughs> and then you got a guy like Warren Sapp, who's 320 pounds, who runs a 4-4, and he pulls you right down, and you're just like, whoa, what? where am I? Welcome to the NFL. Yeah, welcome to the NFL. It was a different, it was a different deal. It's great to see him. Glad you're doing well, and your uh, your boy MacGyver. Yeah, he's uh, he's getting big that 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 fella. But uh, maybe we'll get he's to see got him. a lot a lot to live up to with a name like MacGyver. I don't know. He lives up to it. I tell you that he's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, well, you have reason to be proud. Uh, and he's he's only two years of age, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like two. So he's already six foot tall, right? Around Forty there. inches, three feet four inches already. <laughs> so it's great to see you. Thank you. You great too. to see you. Ryan Leaf, uh, coming up. Paulie says he has a big surprise for me. We do. Oh, you, like as a group? Yes. A big surprise. Like a, a, an emotional surprise? Yeah, easy, easy. A solid surprise. A solid surprise coming up. Final hour, Dan Patrick Show after this. There are things that should not be. Copycat killers. They exist. Those who are compelled to turn bloody fiction into a real-life horror story. He was inspired by the Joker. They do it because the acts give them power and control. The license to kill. Life imitates art, and unfortunately, so does death. Reels and Podcast One, who brought you Murder Made Me Famous, comes the next great true crime podcast, Copycat Copycat Killers. Killers. Join host Dr. J. Buzz Von Orensteiner as he analyzes true crimes based on Hollywood hits. New episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.